Soulquesters, thanks so much for joining us for part two of Rolando's interview. Yay! Hey, Rolando, how Good. are you? I'm chilling. Thanks for being with Thank us. You guys Good. for having thanks me. Thanks for being with us again. Awesome. Absolutely. All as right. Always. Oh, it's always. Well, as you know, because I know you've watched some of our episodes, you know that the second part of our interviews, we like to sort of take our interviewee on. Uh, uh, sort of a reflection and Omar sort of takes over and talks about the skier. And so on that note, I'm just going to let you. Absolutely. Yeah. Time. Yeah. So there was a lot of themes and a lot of experiences that you've gone through in, 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 in your, in, in your, in your young life, I mean, yeah. you're in your mid thirties right now. Yeah. And um, what we like to do is called the skier reflection. And what it means is the things that have become known to you in different aspects of your life. You know, uh, and what I want to start with right now is I want to start with your personal life in terms of the things that that you have known of come to known in, in different areas. So the first part that I want to focus on is your relationship with your parents. What have you come to recognize and know about those relationships, both with your mother, your father and your brother uh, that which we haven't talked too much about up to this point? Um, we became kind of like a, a trinity, I guess you could say, mm -hmm. where it was kind of a us three against the world kind of thing. And, um, you know, my, my mom, like I said, she was always rough on us, but she always wanted that unity. She, until this mm -hmm. day, you know, she always speaks about the unity. But um, that was her, her main thing. She was like, you never leave your brother behind. You never leave any, you know, any of us behind where, you, you know, it's our family and our family and that's it. And, you know, ever since then, it was kind of like that, mm -hmm. that model because I have family, but it's like I don't, you know, I don't really talk to a lot of my family members. And unfortunately, you know, that's just the way that things are. But um we we struck we stuck by each other and um we made it work and i got to understand my mom as i got older and i got to understand my dad you know after cancer that bond just kind of like it was like a magnet it was just like i got to do whatever i can to provide and i got to help my father and you know like kind of like f this cancer like we're going to beat it and you know mm -hmm. so um, it was, like I said, it was a lot of up and downs because he, there were times that we beat it and then we'll come back months later mm -hmm. and it was like, we beat oh, it okay. and then it will come back months later. He fought that for about 10 years. We, we oh, went wow. with that wow. for about 10 years, back and forth, back and forth. And how is he now? How is he now? Now, just thank God, you know, he, he's, he's strong as an ox, you know, and, um, you know, we, uh, we always try to take care of him the most too because you know he's we just know that we're just scared for him kind of thing and i'm very overprotective with my father too now so if i if he can stay home then let him stay home and um other than that though the yeah. relationship was great i um i ended up knowing my mom more than for what i just a couple hours that i had with her and i ended up just you know, 
there's just this this um, admiration that I have for them that I just feel like they're they um I just I, I don't know how to explain it but I just like I I glorify them because all these all these struggles that we went through and for them to bring us to where we are now it's great and I just I thank them for it because like I said I don't know how our lives would have been in the city I don't know how our lives would have been in El Salvador mm-hmm. and she dodged everything mm-hmm. like you know she got us here yeah. I mean it's yeah. straight hard work and struggle you know and that's basically what I try to resemble after that you know I try to take that yeah. and go with it it's like a rally race you know mm-hmm. she did her part so now I take over from here and I've been trying to do that to this day, and that's why you know you guys see me and you guys know that I I put my hands on a little bit of everything. You know, I got my businesses and yeah. stuff like that, and my graphic design, which I love, and I, I that's mm-hmm. those are kind of like the rules I live by, and it's thanks to them. It's thanks to teaching me to not be a sucker to like in a sense I'm saying like to not be like an everyday society kind of person. I don't, I didn't need Jordans. I didn't need to wear Armani. I didn't need to, you know, have friends. Like, you know, I just kind of like, I had my friends and I did the best I could. And I didn't, you know, I was humble about it. And that's everything that they told me. So you didn't conform. Huh? So you weren't conforming yes. to like the societal yes. standards type thing. So I, 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 I you know, I, I couldn't, you know, going from a one pair of shoes to, you know, <laughs> buying 200 pair of dollar, you know, it was crazy. I was like, nah, man, that's, that's not yeah. going down, you know, <laughs> don't worry though. You know, as a kid, you always try. I'd be like, yo, ma, you see those uh, Shaq yeah. shoes? Wow. Look at the Jordans <laughs> right next to it though. Some joints look dope, and then she'd be like, "Yeah, okay, nothing wrong with trying." Yeah, yeah. and then you ended up with the Iversons and things yeah, like pay less, <laughs> pay less. Not the Iversons, the 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 the, the, the uh, Stefan Marbury yeah. ones or the Marberries. Yeah. Remember, yeah, <laughs> you and said pay less. Yeah, the, the pay, okay, pay, one, the pay less pay ones. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I used to rock the LA gears back oh, in the LA day. Gear. Yeah, I remember that. That's. Yeah, oh, throwback. Man. This, yeah, throwback in throwback high school. Throwback, big time. Yeah. yeah. Oh, ridiculousness. Wow. But <laughs> so now that you you mean you got a lot of uh, a very strong work ethic. You saw the sacrifice that your parents made, um, and obviously there's no resentment on that because you understood. You know, they work hard to get you to uh, get you guys out of the situations in in both from El Salvador and also from Queens. Yeah. Um, what about your brother? Because I know your brother is much younger than you are. He came a little much better. I mean, much a- after you guys were already here established in New York. How is that relationship and how, how do you get along with him? Oh, man, um, it's great. You know, I love him. And uh, I see him as my son, too, because, you know, it was like mm-hmm. at that time, um, you know, with them working and stuff like that, there was times that we just had to make out and, you know, I would help them and I would cook. I would just do whatever it is that I did that I needed to do to, you know, to help him and to help my mom and, you know, help my dad and stuff like that. And, um, 
I, I have a great bond with him. You know, he I'm seven years older than him, but sometimes mm-hmm. I just feel like we're the same age, you know, in the sense that I just, I've always been with him. I've never left him, you know, out of my sight, kind of in that sense that, like I said, it's like a scar tissue that my mom made. It was like, yo, something happens to your brother. I'm whooping your ass first kind of thing. (laughs) You're responsible. You're responsible. (laughs) So, and it's ever, ever since then, it's always been like that. So, you know, um, I've, basically have always been overprotective with him and uh, I just support everything he does and he supports everything that I do as well. And it's, that's how, just, that's just how we work, you know? And I'm always, you know, I've always, like I said, that little sucker has been lucky though. Cause you know, I've always um, <laughs> brought him to things that, you know, I wish that I would have had an older brother, you know, that would have been able to teach me and show me the ropes, you know. So that's one thing that actually talking about that, the reason why I'm saying that, too, is because one one um, one uh, what would I what would I say this like one saying or great quote, I you know, that my uncle taught me was a lesson, I guess. Also, it was a life lesson was that. You know, he saw the way that I grew up and he told me one time, he was like, whatever you don't like of how you live now, you change when you get old. And at first I never really understood Mm. that. And I'm just like, like, you know, because as a kid, you just want to be old and that's it. You want to just live life and stuff. But when I got old, I understood that. And it's like, I did that. I was like, and I try to go by that to this day. It's like everything that I didn't like in my life that got that was done towards me or the way that my mom or my dad raised me, I'm doing, mm-hmm. I'm changing it. And I'm putting my own yeah. yeah. kind of like sauce into that. And then I'm being my own parent. You know, I'm still teaching them what nice. they taught me, but I'm just not teaching them right. the things that I didn't like, you know. Right. Yeah, but that right. can you give us an ex- can you give us an example of something that you do a little bit different? Um, I was as a, a parent. parent, you know, my mom was kind of that that lady that was like, if I was, she'd be like Rolando, and I'd be like, ah, like, como que ah, you know, uh, like <laughs> those are the type of things that you know. <laughs> sometimes I, I that's that Spanish mom yeah, thing. Yeah, I try Ooh. to deflect those kind of things, you know. And I sometimes, you know, trust me, these kids, man, I go oh, because mm. they don't want to listen. But <laughs> you know, I try to avoid that because, like I said, I know the the scar that it made on yeah. on me, and I just don't want to do that. You know, I don't, you mm. know, I don't want to hit my kids I, I just i feel like you know i need i could talk to them first if they don't listen after that then you know what i'm saying yeah but you know talking i think is is the best way before hitting now yeah now segueing into into the the second part of a personal life so now that you are a parent uh, a husband uh, responsible for your household you know you have a a beautiful house <laughs> Um, yeah, um, sorry about the yard last time I went to, but because I messed nah. it up a little bit, but <laughs> um, good time. But now that you kind of like reflect on the lessons that you've learned, um, as a young, as a young person, and now 
what is it that you're bringing as a parent and as a husband that that is something that you're very proud of um uh i don't know i mean um i would like to say is that i would hope that you know my kids are proud of the things that i'm doing in my head i don't i i don't really like to kind of like compliment myself and that's something that we discussed before is that i like to be myself I know. That's why. That's why I asked the question. Yeah, he's putting you on the spot. Yeah, he's putting me on the spot. But I don't really, honestly. I do know that I'm doing my best that I can as a father, you know, and Mm -hmm. that's all I can really strive for. And I would just hope that my kids could see that in the future and just understand that the things that we're going through, or that we're going to go through that we're going to push as a family mm-hmm. and that we're at the end of the day, you know, I, I won't ever quit on them. You know, I'm just going to be there and provide the best way I can in any type of sense, you know, whether it's working, mm-hmm. consoling, you know, it's like one of the things mm-hmm. that my mom says, it's like, you know, I could be your best friend, like your girlfriend in the sense that, you know, like that, that intimacy that she does, like, you know, I want, I want that type of relationship with my kids that they can just tell me anything, you know, and I could, you know, Mm -hmm. I could be able to just guide them the best way I can. Cause the last thing I want is separation. Like, you know, that's the last thing that I would ever want. But do I think that, you know, I'm a, I'm a good dad. Yeah. I think that I'm a great dad. I think that, you know, a lot of these people out here don't do a lot of the things that, um, not that I would do, because I think that everybody can do what I do. You know, it, it's just really about: mm-hmm. Do you want to do it? You know, do you are you going to yeah, be a provider, yeah. or are you just going to, you know, wait and just hope yeah. for somebody to help you? You know. Yeah, 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 and not providing just financially because there's exactly. so much that I mean, and they're my kids, they're my nephew, my niece and nephew, so I know all the things that they're doing. Uh, but you, it's not only financially. There's a lot of um, I, I'm not, I've seen you talk to them. I've seen the way that you redirect them. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of that too. So it, it's it's providing presence and doing things with them, which I see you do constantly. There's, yeah, there's this one thing that I notice about you, um, you know, because we're family, so um you know, when we do our, our phone calls and stuff and we are on video, um, with my kids, cause those are my kids that you have, even <laughs> though you, you birthed those kids for me, they're, they're mine. Really so <laughs> my babies. So, but one thing that I really admire and, and me and Omar, Omar mentioned this to me too. And I, I noticed it too, is one thing that you guys do that I think is lost, um, nowadays is that I noticed that you guys eat dinner together. Yes. Like you guys sit at your table in the living room there and you guys are like having dinner together and it's fun. Like you, you're, you're recording little Alex and Leslie and, and it's just like this communal, like it's just, it's beautiful. I love it. I love yeah, it. Yeah. That's um, that takes a big part of my father as well. Like, you know, grow, growing up, like I said, we hardly got to eat together. And when we got older, that was like a kind of thing that to this day, like Sundays, I try to at least make one day out of the week that I can go see them and, you know, break bread with them. And um, that's just what we do at the house. You know, it's I don't want to lose that. You know, I feel like I'm 
it's like a blessing, like I said, because I'm able to go home. You know, before I used to travel, I was hardly home and stuff like that. Now mm -hmm. I'm able to stay, you know, be at home more often. And I try to take the most mm -hmm. I can with it. Like I said, like, you know, I'm very, you know, ever since I met my wife, too, I'm very spontaneous. You know, I've always been like that type that I got to do something that nobody else is doing. I got to do something that yeah. is going to change my perspective on things because, you know, like I said, growing back to El Salvador, it's like you you feel like you're so limited, like your time is like this, that I just want to do a lot mm -hmm. of things within that, like, gasp that, you know, I don't want yeah. at the end of the day that my kids are going to be like, damn, like, I remember that, but we never did anything kind of thing, like, oh. Yeah, and that's yeah, something that yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm actually correcting from when I was growing up because my parents, like I said, they didn't know the states like that. It's they didn't like they weren't mm -hmm. those people that are gonna be like, oh, let's just drive across country and let's go check it out. You yeah. know, they weren't like yeah. that, and they're not like that. You know, that's mm -hmm. why also I strive so hard to be successful because before I die, I would want and would wish to give my mom a flight to like. Greece or something like that. You know, mm -hmm. places where yeah. they've never been. My mom's never been more than El Salvador to New York and Florida. That's all she yeah. knows. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. and it's to me, it just, it feels like it's shameful, man. It's like you work so hard for what? Like, yeah. you can't, you don't even know what LA looks like. You don't know what any other, the New York, El Salvador, and like, and she just barely got to yeah. meet Florida now, you know. Unfortunately, it was yeah. for, yeah. you know, bad circumstances. But, you know, she got to see Florida and she loved it, you know, because it's it's hot. It's beautiful. Yeah. Wa clear water is like, you know, that's her thing. So. Yeah. yeah. That's our thing, too. I know. <laughs> I, I, listen, I love that. Like, I, I wish I could live by the water, too. Like, you know, or clear waters and stuff like that. But I like my New York, too. I that's know. true. That's, that's true. We, we yeah. cannot, no matter what I say, we can't convince we you. We can't come convince down. you guys to come. You're down New here. Yorkers. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so looking at uh, at the effort, and and I and as a parent, and, and what is your role, and what is the things that you have that you're bringing into being a husband? Um, you mentioned that you know uh, your wife, my sister, has lup lupus. Um, she's also very hyperactive. <laughs> hyperactive. That's what he calls it. Hyperactive. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be nice. You know, I, you know that I call her out any moment. I don't have. A, she listens to me when I talk to her, but I'm trying to be polite. You she know, she listens to you. I think she's being polite. <laughs> you know, sometimes she listens to me. She's a force to be reckoned with. That's so, so true. tell me about that. That um, the things that have reflecting on on your, on your parents' relationship. And this relationship that you have, what are some of the things that you're bringing into it? With um, with Maria and stuff, with my wife? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I just, you know, I love that girl. It's just, you know, um, <laughs> she's always, like, done right by me, but it's, um, it's just deeper than that. It's, like, me and her, I like there's this connection, you know, and it's just I I wanna 
I just want to be the best by for her by her side, but we have this thing and it's just I don't know how to explain it, man. It's like a current that I need her by my side. Like she grounds me. Mm. And um mm. we've been through a lot, you know, we've we've been through some scary shit too. And mm-hmm. you know, we've managed a lot of things and we've been through a lot of things. So the only thing that, you know, I do on my regular is just be there for her. And mm-hmm. the circumstances that we go through is, you know, we have a, a kind of like a hectic life, you know, but <laughs> I wouldn't. Um, just a little bit. Yeah. But I wouldn't give it up. You know, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, w- I would redo it again mm-hmm. and, and again and again, just because. Mm-hmm. Like I said, she grounds me, and I feel like I ground her, too. She wants to, you know, she's that spark at the ending of the of the cut wire, and, you know, I'm the wire, and I'm just trying to, like, you know, strain her, but she's, she's, she's that circuit buster. Like, you know what I'm saying? She's out there. But, you know. That's a good analogy right that's there. That's really good. That's a really good analogy. She, uh, it, it described her perfectly. Yeah, she, um, she, she you know, we... I think we complete each other. I think that, you know, not that I need her and she needs me, but I just, that's just how we are. It's just that, you know, I feel bad. You enhance each other? Like you enhance each other. Yes, You compliment each other. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me. You know, I just feel like, you know, she's, you know, with college and stuff like that, she helped me out so much. You know, she's the one that kept me fighting and kept me going and you know even when um when my business you know with i had a landscaping business which i didn't even mention there either but you know that was another toll that took over me and she was there for me and she was there and Mm -hmm. you know we fought through that and you know look look where we are now you know we have another business and we're we're fighting again Mm -hmm. and we're still at it you know it's like you know, she, um, I don't know, man, there's just, there's this, this connection with us that, you know, it's just, I don't know, like I said, I can't be with her and I can't be without her either, you know, I, I love her. <laughs> and um, like, I can't be with her, but I can't be without her. I feel, you, I feel, you, I feel you, bro. I feel you. I, I take that as a compliment. It is a compliment. It is a compliment. Is a compliment. That's a compliment. <laughs> and I can see that because I think that you and, and Madi, well, you know, we call her Madi, um, that you guys do compliment each other. It's not about needing each other. You guys don't need each other. You're, you're there because you yeah. want to be there. You know, and you see that you see that in your relationship and it's a good dynamic. So so this is kind of like leads me into the into the perfect segue, because I really want to get into your professional entrepreneurial life. Right. I mean, you started selling candies uh, at, the, at, high, at the high school. Um, tell us about that projection and, and that that aspect of your life. And what are some of the things that you have done and also the things that that keep you going so um why don't we start after the after the first business was selling candy yeah. right what was the next business after that the, clothes. the next idea that you started the clothes was my next thing that i started doing with macy's and then after that i lost contact with that and um 
I ended up going to, um, you know, that old Biggie thing, you know, with that, uh, with the fake Lacoste, you know, it was like, I ended up going to Canal. <laughs> yeah, I ended up going to Canal. Yeah. And anybody that knows New York at that time knows that Canal would, you could find anything and everything there, you know. And uh, yep. at that time, that's what's so funny because I used to take my little brother with me and I used to show him the mm-hmm. stuff. And, you know, I, I was pretty, not that I was well connected, but I knew a couple people. And then those people that, I knew I, I kept going and led me to other people. And um, I was mm-hmm. getting crazy stuff, man. I was getting Lacoste, uh, North Face jackets, um, Uptowns, uh, Timberlands, you name it. I mean, mm-hmm. I was getting it. And, um, you know, I, 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 stopped, I stopped taking him because it was there was this one time that we almost got caught by the cops. So I was like, man, my mom ever catches me or something like this. It's <laughs> over kill my me. life. So after that, uh-huh. I kind of like chilled out with him, taking him so much. Because like I said, though, I always wanted to show him, you know, I always wanted to show him mm-hmm. what I was doing, you know, how I was trying to survive. And, you know, I wanted to show him that, you know, I was hustling in a good way and, you know, just trying to make my money, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. the entrepreneur mentality. That's really what it was. At that time, I didn't understand that. Like entrepreneur, you tell me what, mm-hmm. you know, you're an entrepreneur. I probably look at you and be like, what? Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I was just so blinded yeah. in that sense that my money, my my mentality was like, get money. That's it. That's that, yeah. that was mm-hmm. like the model. So that's all I knew. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to do. So. I stopped going with him and then I um, ended up after high, after college and high school, I lost contact with a lot of people and stuff like that. So I stopped that. And then um, I started, uh, you know, doing like double jobs. You know, I had, there was a time where mm-hmm. I had like almost three jobs. You know, I was, I was oh. working at FedEx in the morning. Then I was working at Chili's and Radio Shack. And, you know, mm-hmm. I was, mm-hmm. Um, then going to college, you know, it was just, it was, it was always like on the go. It was always on the go and always, what can I make money out of? What can I get that I can make money out of? And, um, after that, I ended up finishing. I, no, that's when, um, I took a break from college. I took about a year to two year break. And, um, that's my father was, Mm -hmm. we, we were probably in the middle of, of, the cancer or towards the ending, maybe around there. And, um, mm-hmm. I ended up getting the landscaping business. I went to, I went to, um, a school in called apex and I did, mm-hmm. um, mechanic. I did a mechanical certificate and I got my certificate mm-hmm. in a year. And then after that, I had an opportunity and it was kind of like, my father was like, look, you know, there's this business right here. It's about 20 grand. And, um, you know, what do you think? And I'm just like, I didn't know. I, you know, I, I you, you know, I'm just young. I just got out of the, mm-hmm. the, the schooling and I'm thinking that I'm going to go to a shop to work or something like that. And then he, he yeah. brings this to me and I'm just like, you know, so I went, I, I, 
you know, we, we chipped in money and we all went in down and we, we bought the business. After that, mm-hmm. I got the landscaping business and that's how I met my wife in State Farm. Mm. And oh, she used to work okay. at State that's Farm weird. and I got my, my car, the truck and the trailer registered. And she's the one that helped me after that. You know, it was all down. You know, everything was was over after that. I was like, yo, who is this? I was like, can I get your business card? So <laughs> with the alternative motive. <laughs> but uh, yeah, well, you saw his face. Yeah, yeah. After that, that's I got the landscaping business and I had the landscaping business for, oh, man, almost like about eight years, I think around there mm, or, or okay. something like that like yeah like That's seven eight years something like that and um mm-hmm. no i'm sorry i probably had it for like uh five to six years five to six years mm-hmm. and unfortunately things happened you know um i was lied to uh i felt that that was like at the time that you know i felt like you know i was Everything I did was worthless. Um, you know, yeah. I bought the business off of this guy, and the guy said that he was going to give me his clientele and all this stuff. What he ended up doing was going behind my back and telling everybody, all the clientele, that it was a lie, that um, he was still in charge, and that I was just a, a sub. Like, I would work a route for him, and that's it. So yeah. he ended up taking all my clients, pretty much, half of them, and... Yeah. You know, I started working off like that. And then it was just difficulties after difficulties and stuff like that. I made it I made it go the most I could. I mean, I used to work from, you know, sun up to sundown. You know, it was crazy, you know, wake up early in the morning, get the stuff Mm -hmm. ready and then go out to work. But it was just me by myself. You know, my father wasn't working yeah. with me. He would try to help me, but you know, I was like, "Man, you you sick? Like, you need to go home." Like, and yeah, he would get could. upset at me because yeah. yeah. he would try to help me and stuff like that. But I just couldn't let my father help me at that time. You know, I just didn't have yeah. it in me. I thought that it was just it wasn't a good look. You know, so things were going good though for those couple years. You know, I actually helped pay the house mortgage for my father because my father wasn't working. My father, you know, um, he wasn't getting any help. He was actually like, it was the opposite. He was like in need of help. He was trying to apply for Medicare. He was trying to do all these things just to try to pay for these chemos, to try to get these medications. And we had Mm -hmm. a lot of like good souls that, you know, helped us out with medications that, you know, he knew a, a doctor that actually gave him medication that he didn't even pay for that was man we to this wow. day we thank that doctor all all the time you know because of you know because of yeah. him you know he helped my father and um those those yeah. are things that you never forget you know and it's uh those yeah. are the moments where you really realize who's who's who and who's with you and who's not you know who got a good mm-hmm. heart who doesn't yeah you know mm-hmm. so um yeah definitely it was uh it, yeah it was it was quite interesting and once i lost that i was upset i just and i lost it just because 
you know, I got scanned by lawyers and stuff like that. And then unfortunately, I had to give it up because the fines and stuff like that that I owed were just too much. And that was like a big meltdown for me at that time. Cause like, you know, I felt like a failure. I felt like everything just went mm. to nothing. Everything that I did went to nothing, but um, she mm. got me back on my feet. And then that's after that, you know, I went heavy on the graphic design and I graduated. Mm-hmm. Mm. Nice. And, and tell us, tell us about that graphic design and what, what drives you through it? What, what 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 is it about that creativity aspect that really gets you going? Um, when you start talking about this graphic design, I start kind of getting like butterflies and like like um, <laughs> like kind of like you know these mind emojis explosion kind of thing because <laughs> yeah, it's just it's like a natural vibe for me. It's like Mm-hmm. I just, you know, I just reflect. A lot of my stuff is very abstract, surrealism and stuff like that mm-hmm. that I like to do, and um, that's just because I feel like that's how my life has been, and that's just what I mm-hmm. like to do is just have real surrealism, realism, abstract, all that type of, you know, pop art, and you know, a lot of the stuff now that I do is a lot of collages where I get pictures from certain things and I add other pictures or I just make my custom stuff to it because mm-hmm. I just have so much emotion towards things that anything that I see that can look a certain way, even paint splatter to me is a certain way to me that, you know, I see it, I take it upon a certain a certain way and um that's how it is with graphic design you know i just felt like once i got into like i said it was like a gate door that opened it was like i felt like i wasn't being judged i felt like i wasn't i was in my zone kind of like you know i'm just like everybody else in this in this zone where you know in art you can take it so many different ways you know is and that's the beauty about it you know and that's what i love about it is that Mm -hmm. you know the graffiti i love graffiti you know and it goes it goes to a lot of things that you know from the streets and you know and and certain things and then you know you got like people like i love salvador dali like people that just you know when you look at a picture you could just be like damn like that like you Mm. can you can yeah like it's like wow like that i I could understand that and you know stuff like that Mm. that that that's what drives me and that's what i try to like not do my work like that but that's like i said that that's just what i see in my brain and what i what i envision is mostly all the time is just things like that surrealism things and Mm -hmm. and um and things that uh how do i say this like um things that just look sometimes like out of out of order like you just be like Mm-hmm. That looks kind of odd there. I like that. I don't know why. I like being mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. odd kind of thing. Like it's just like like the chaos. Yeah. Like chaotic stuff. Okay. Yeah. Things that don't that don't make sense, but they're there anyways, yeah. right? Yeah. Which yeah. is like it's That's not I mean. supposed to happen, but yeah. it's there. What is that intrigues yeah, you. Yeah, things like that. And that's just, like mm-hmm. I said, that's what I try to go for. I try to, like, most of my stuff that 
I want to make people see and just think and be like, hmm, that hit. Like, I understand that. Like, And that's why a lot of my stuff yeah. is sometimes I would say dark because, mm. you know, that was just most of the things that I've seen, you know, and that I can relate to. I like that. that that's just what I how I. um that's just how I see it. Like that's most of my stuff is a lot of like, I like to see a lot of not in a bad way, but pain. Like I like to see something resemble pain. Mm. I like to, cause that's, I feel like that's what I resembles me. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like when you think, when I think about myself and I think about what I've been through, I just think about pain. I think about, you mm. know, a wall, like, something strong yeah. that doesn't that can't yeah. break like a diamond you know it can't be scratched you know it's a, one of the strongest mm-hmm. elements or whatever it's just like you know you i like th- those are the type of things that i i see and then um i try to like go by from that after that like you know right mm-hmm. there's a lot but there is a lot of and some people may not agree but i think those are a lot of like beauty in pain you know, if, if you really uh, try to understand it, you know what I mean? And, and make sense of the pain. Yep. So that, that sort of makes sense in your artwork, for me at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's exactly it. It's, that's just, like I said, it's just, I want people to understand. And like I tell my daughter every time, you know, it's like, you got to, you know, you got to thank God. You got to, you know, s- see how lucky you are that, you know, you have a lot of dolls and stuff like that. You know, you got to think about these kids that mm-hmm. they don't have anything and, you know, just Correct, yeah. wishing every day that, you know, they get something or that, you know, and these, like I said, those, that's what I resemble. That's, you know, at the end of the, at the end of it, you know, when I, when, when I leave this earth or whatever, I just want for people to understand that, that there's, I just wanted always to, um, resemble something of of you know to be grateful you know Mm. right yeah right Uh, so that kind of like leads into the the next question of 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 religious uh spirituality existential then and and the entire idea of death you know you mentioned earlier that uh that you think a lot about that can you tell us in in what aspects do you think about death in what aspects, um, how, how does that, how does thinking about that help you move forward? Um, I don't, I don't know if it, um, it helps me move forward. I just know that I think about it and I've been analyzing a lot about it because unfortunately, these past couple two years I've been going through it a lot with you know family members you know mm-hmm. and friends you know through mm-hmm. this covid and non covid you know I've lost a lot of people and um the main ones you know that have affected me the most have been my grandma and my uncle you know mm-hmm. and um I'm sorry I just I I lost uh, my train of thought real quick. I started thinking about my grandma and stuff. I just. Yeah. But, um, 
and and that one that, that one was a very impactful passing for yeah you. it's like uh, that um, that's somebody that was like a mother to me as well you know because when i didn't have mm-hmm. my mom i had her the you know yeah. she's the one that took care of me after and during school whenever she had the chance you know so that was like my second mom but um towards death it was you know it was um she it just my my perspective changed and what i think that i'm going through now is just mortality you know it's more like i started realizing that whoa death is right around the corner and it's like it's mm-hmm. sad when you see certain deaths because like I, my uncle you know you know to die without having nobody by your side and not even like mm-hmm. you know you just you're like in a bo- in a bag and that's it it's like no no family member there nothing yeah. you know it's like like i just you know that affected me in a way too and um I just, you know, I don't, I don't want to think about it too much. What I do just know is that it does happen, and I just feel like whatever we give to this universe, we get back. And you know, I feel like if you do good by things, you know, good things will will go by. And I feel like, of course, if we're gonna die, right? But I feel like when you're a good soul, and and you know, you just want the best for everybody. I don't think that you know, um, the suffering is as bad. You know, I feel like people go mm-hmm. at peace because I feel like you're just, you're, you're, you're happy with who you are and, you know, you're just, yeah. you're, you're, you're conscious of, of what's going on. And that's something that my grandma also told me too. Like, you know, when she was on her deathbed, she was like, you know, it's my time. I'm ready to go for any I feel uh, like for anybody to say that, man, you got to be a fucking warrior. Like, you know, yes, those yeah, are the things yeah. I. Well, you had you had to have lived like a life that you're that you're proud of. That you that like you said um, earlier that you what you give to the world is what you get back, so to speak. I feel you know? comfortable and with feel that. Feel good, like you lived a you lived a life that you're content with, and that you did you the best could, you could yes. with what you had. Yeah. yeah. Is that what you that's Yeah, what you that's mean, exactly. Right? Yeah. And I, we didn't understand that at first because, you know, it's like we we yeah. try to be greedy and we're just like, no, you can't leave. And I think that was like my most yeah. difficult part about it was the fact that I didn't want to let go. I, I didn't understand how to let go, you know, mm. yeah. and I think that. She, and she was trying to comfort exactly. you through letting her go. Well, I oh, think that sure. it was like a subliminal message that I didn't capture at that time, you know, because I'm trying to keep her like, stay, stay, stay. And she's basically telling yeah. us yeah. like, yo, it's my time. I'm ready. Don't worry about it. Like, and it's kind of like, yeah. damn, yeah. like, you know, for somebody to just be ready for something like that is that just means a lot, you know? But, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, um, like in that sense, like I said, death to me is in in that way that you know it's just like she was like you know it's like I said it's like we we if we don't do no harm we don't we're not evil people I feel like we don't exit out out of here that way 
you know mm-hmm. and my grandma was a lovable person yeah, okay. and my grandma was a great like you know and i feel like even though she we saw her like that i feel like she didn't suffer that like like she didn't go in a bad way you know i felt like her mm-hmm. exit was mm-hmm. like a normal exit you know we're all gonna get sick or anything could happen, you know but it wasn't like a painful kind yeah. of thing and when right. you start mixing that with religion is when it starts getting crazy because like i said like my grandfather used to always read to me and then you start getting those things like from the bible and stuff like that but i just learned how to part from it in the sense that mm-hmm. you know i i'm thankful for him showing me everything with religion and the and and the bible and i do to this day reflect on my decisions sometimes on certain things like that, because it's not like I'm saying that the uh, religion is hundred percent accurate, but like, it just goes back. Like I said, with the universe, I just feel like it's all in your conscience in your clean conscience. Like if you feel like it's the right decision or if you feel like it's the wrong decision, do you think that doing this to this person is good or doing that to that person is bad? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just feel like, and I think yeah. that we're all acknowledgeable to understand what's good and bad. I just feel like, you know, we it's like having an awareness. Yeah. And I just feel like some of us right. choose to do certain things than others don't. Yeah. Right. That That's sense. absolutely true. So I mean that at the end of the day, we all have choices exactly. to make. Yeah. And, and 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 how we decide to to do those things is is, is key. Yeah. Um what about your own personal mortality? Like the, the idea that eventually you you will come to not exist in the physical form, not in the spiritual form, but in the or the chemical yeah. form. How, how, how do you think about that? What do you think about when you realize that? How, do the, how, how does that affect your relationship with your children and your, your wife? Um, well, I've gone to, you know, I'm not going to say I'm fully accepting it but i've just gotten mm-hmm. to the point where i you know i know it's gonna happen i just want it to happen in a time where it won't be a burden to my kids and family i just wanted to okay. if you know if i get everything situated and you know my my business and stuff like that then my job is pretty much done you know i i gave them there mm-hmm. i because I, mm-hmm. Everything I'm doing is just, I want to leave them, I say assets, but I just want to leave them things that they can fall upon and just, you know, say, listen, dad left us this business. What do you want to do with it? Should we continue or should we sell it? You know, he left us these houses. Like, what should Mm. we do? Should we sell them or should we keep them? And all of these things that I'm doing is for them. You know, Mm. I'm just selling, I'm just setting a backbone for them, kind of like a structure for them to just do whatever they want from there. Like giving them options. Yeah. I'm just, yeah. And after that, I think um, I'll be willing, I'll be okay. Like my grandma, I think I would be accepting it, you know, because like I said, we're all going to go through it. So Mm -hmm. I think that's what worries me the most is just letting just making sure my family's okay. And yeah. it's like yeah. that song that uh, Tito Rojas says, you know, Nadie es eterno para siempre. Nadie es eterno. That's true. Yeah. It's the truth in English. Yep. Yeah. 
Uh, nothing's nothing's no, eternal. Nothing's eternal. Yeah, yeah. Was, everything has its beginning. Everything that has a beginning has, has an, an end. end. Yeah, <laughs> we're we're not made to be here forever. Exactly. So, yeah. so, so now that 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 you, uh, you know, as we approach the end of this conversation, right, and there will be many others to come, and and we, you reflect back at your life up to where you are right now. And and now you you you're continuing your quest on. What would you say is your philosophy of life? I would just say that you know, to live it the best way you can, and mm -hmm. sanamente, like my mom says. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm not translating. Look it up. <laughs> just the most. Okay. The most. Um, I wouldn't say cleanest, but it's just just live it, live it to purity, man. You know, yeah. it's don't don't live up to people's standards. Live, live for what you want to live for. Do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. And um, no matter how much things could tumble, you just got to fight back because, you know, at the end of it, if we just give up, then. You know, there's we lose hope and we lose everything, you know, and it's I don't think that we're all men here to just be, you know, like couch potatoes or just be sorrow individuals. I think that we all have a purpose here and I feel mm -hmm. like you just got to find it. And I feel like, mm -hmm. you know, you got to do it. Like I said, you got to do what you love. And, you know, sometimes it could be that you don't have to be a certain, like, you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur, but sometimes you could just be a person that is just lovable or caring. And people sometimes need that, mm -hmm. you know, because not yeah. everybody got that. And, um, mm -hmm. right. you know, those are the things that I think that, you know, us as people or my philosophy is that, you know, you got to, appreciate what you have and be thankful for what mm. you got and you know just always i guess a piece of advice that my mom always used to give me is that you know always think about the tomorrow you know mm. you can't always think about you know if you got a hundred dollars today that you're gonna burn a hundred dollars today because you know you never know tomorrow you know, you, it's, mm -hmm. sometimes it's better to just 50 here and then 50 tomorrow, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like plan for the future. Yeah. Right? It's just, yeah. you know, just don't be reckless and stay, 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 um, stay down to earth, you know, because like I said, society here, I guess in the States, not everywhere, but just. It, for some reason here, it's like, you know, you got to be dressed a certain way to be cool. You got to have a certain way, have a certain car to get recognized or, you know, or yeah, a lot of people are just um, misguided by this, this illusion that it's just like, oh, I want to have this. I want to have that. People got this. And it's just like at the end of it, we don't take any of that. You know, the only thing that stays, that goes with us is our soul. And, 
that's really mm -hmm. where I think the treasure is because that's really who you are. That's really what what that whole inside is coming out. You know, that's that's what mm -hmm. your whole aura is. You know, it's like I'm not gonna be like you. You're not. You know, we don't have the same ambitions. We don't have the same mentality. You know, we may think alike, and that's the beautiful thing about us is that. We're all meant to help each other out. We're all meant to intertwine. We're all, you know, and if you really want to go back to it, like this was the problem my grandfather had with me because when I was a kid, I was very like, well, why? Why this? Why that? And you know, when you go, when you go to it, it's like Adam and Eve, right? We came from one person. So we're all brothers and sisters, you sick bastards. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like we... <laughs> we we are one like that's why we're all connected that's why we shouldn't be doing harm against each other that's why we should be helping each other out instead of bringing us down you know you know what i'm saying like that's just mm -hmm. the way that i i think mm -hmm. and like i said that's where i bring my religion and i from what my father my grandfather told me and then i bring my perspective of what my my life has been and become and I just try to unite them and try to make the best out of it. You know, like I can't really mm -hmm. say that I'm a Catholic, you know, because I don't there's just certain things I don't agree on. But mm -hmm. that's just the way that my my grandfather taught us. You know, he was a Catholic church, Catholic, you know, um, with the Bible and stuff like that. So, you know, when you start going into all these other religions, I just feel like everybody's still praising a higher demand, a higher, yeah. you know, higher power. So mm -hmm. that's why it always, I always, it always, um, I'm going back to the same thing. I just feel like it reflects on our conscience, our, what we do, how we do it and how we, mm -hmm. we help others. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, um, uh, the last question that I want to get into is those posters behind you. By the way, um, uh, I know just DMX recently passed away, and 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 DMX was for me my favorite rapper, my top one. You know, then goes Nas, then Biggie, then Method Man. We don't, we're not gonna get into a, a, a hip hop discussion right now, but that that was my favorite rapper of all times. Can you tell us about? Because I know the 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 pictures in the back are part of your uh, one of your companies. And can you tell us about what what are they? What is it that you do? What's the and company? What's the company? What is it that you are, are 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 what what is the endeavor that you're into right now? Yeah. Um. And and how do we get a hold of that stuff? Um. Sure. Um. I have two businesses that kind of collide in the same, uh, in the same, in a way. Um. With the graphic design, I have the business. It's under Casmatic Designs. And I pretty much do a little mm -hmm. bit of everything from, you know, like I said, designing my artwork or doing collages or posting up my artwork. And then I've recently, shirts. Uh, shirts, yeah. <laughs> but I recently have gotten into um, bedazzling or rhinestone, rhinestones. And mm -hmm. um, what I do here is that I get posters and I bling them out. And depending on, you know, how the poster or the image is, obviously you see the Marilyn Monroe mostly is blinged out mm -hmm. from just the Marilyn. And then I did the, mm -hmm. um, 
the mole by her by her lips. And then the mm. Mona Lisa, it's with a joint, but I only blinged out the joint and then some of her dress. And then mm. the DMX, same thing. I just did the D and the X. And now a lot of these um, is just because I enjoy to do it. And um, I just, mm. I really do like it. It's a stress reliever, believe it or not, for me. And um, <laughs> for example, the Marilyn Monroe took me about a couple, you know, maybe like two hours to four hours, I think, around there to finish everything. Oh, wow. And, um, oh, you see Blue Eyes over here. I did him as well. <laughs> and, uh, what did you do with Blue Eyes? Did what did you do with Blue Eyes? I, oh, Blue I Eyes. I did his eyes <laughs> and I did the, awesome. the lettering on the... Um, I don't even, his yeah, inmate. his inmate plaque. I don't even know what the hell you call that. I don't know what that's called. No, either. he got arrested back yeah. in the days. So yeah, he got that. And the most, the hardest one that I could say so far has been the DMX. That has about mm -hmm. 4,000 rhinestones and change. 4,000 wow. and change. And um, that took about more than 24 hours to do. Jeez. But uh, that's, of course, mm -hmm. you know, obviously a little bit of time here and there because of work and stuff like that. But um, mm -hmm. those are. And do you do you sell these? Yeah, um, I, I sell them. I sell them through my other business, through Deluxe Luxuries, where I sell a lot of um, apparel mm -hmm. and designers. Um, a well, mm -hmm. apparel and also collectible items. Also, you know, it's pretty much a vast variety of right. a little bit of everything that we do right. and um anything that's pretty much related yeah. to fashion and hot items that you know like i said collectibles that people like so i, I really just sell these through the website mm -hmm. or you know through deluxe luxuries my cosmetic designs i've actually mm -hmm. haven't really been on it like that as much because the graphic design is whenever I get time. And honestly, if it wasn't for you guys, you know, I wouldn't be dedicating so much time to it now like I have. So it's you guys have gotten me mm. back on, you know, on my tippy toes, you know, head on the swivel. So it's, <laughs> it's pretty good, though. Actually, you've been, you've been yeah. pulling through there, too. And it's, actually, I yeah. think by the time this episode air, uh, your, the, your first collection um, of t-shirts and merchandise with the Souls Quest and then the Skiar line will be actually on our website yeah. um, and, and those designs were all created by Kismatic Designs. A at asoulsquest.com <laughs> you can catch all of Rolando's stuff on our website asoulsquest.com you gotta check it out he's got amazing stuff if you're interested in it yeah. we'll put the information at the bottom of this video mm -hmm. as well so yeah. you'll have access to that. Absolutely yeah. absolutely. Definitely. So alright well Thank you, Rolando. That was a, I mean, I feel like with every interview, we can go on for hours. I know, I know we crazy. just, tip, we just touched the ice. like half of the, Yeah. I mean, I know you have so much more to share and mm -hmm. unfortunately we just have run out of time. So, but we thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. We love my babies, my babies. They're my babies. Uh, whatever. As <laughs> selfish as could be. <laughs> and we appreciate you. We, and, we and, and and thank you so much for the vulnerability and, and the, the, the story. Um, because, again, uh, when you and I speak about 
um, the idea of a Souls Quest. Um, I, 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 and and if you see everybody that's come through it with the with the season, there's so many parallels and so much beauty in this story. It's you know mm-hmm. that idea of a community of a family, how integral it is to the projection of an individual moving forward. The idea of what you just mentioned of just being a good human. Yeah. And, and doing good, you know, um, um, so that are the people around us and the people that we interact with are, are actually um, better. And, and that makes society, it makes everything, everything better. And the, the beautiful thing on your life is that all that beauty, all that creativity that you're exposing right now came out of such a chaotic beginning. Yeah. You know, which was living living in you know, El Salvador during a civil war yeah. and, and seeing death and seeing those type of things. And it's it's amazing how to, uh, to see firsthand the beauty of all that and it, how you're manifesting it right now. It's it's really beautiful to see him evolve. Yes. The evolution of your life. Like mm-hmm. and that's the whole idea is that we're we're, we're we want to hear people's quests to see what that evolution is. And it's interesting to just hear what you went through and then your perspectives and how much um, gratitude you have for the experiences and in your family and your framework of, and you know, the structure of your, just everything, you know what I mean? That you have so much gratitude for that. That's your philosophy on life. And are are there any final tidbits or anything finally that you would like to say to all our audience and our soul questers? Um, Nah, man, just thank you for hearing my story. I hope that, you know, it, touches people or at least somebody out there that's probably been through the same thing or worse things that i've been through and just to tell them Mm -hmm. to keep fighting man to keep doing what they're doing that you know we're not perfect and you know we all out here trying to do the best that we can and that's all we can do is just be the best and um be good at it man just do things out of good heart and i feel like when you do things like that, good things will come. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks so much, Orlando, for being with us today. Soul Questers, make sure you check this episode out. If you like it, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, Mm -hmm. and check us out on our website, asosquest.com. Thank you, guys. See you next time. Later, Soul Questers.